Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Life Coach Cindy Chavez here. Today is Wednesday, February 28th, 2018, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, your first daily dose of happy for the day. And now, Cindy, I am happy today because even though we don't quite have it ready for today's this morning's podcast, I have a new computer, so all of those drops are going to just disappear. We even tested it last night with Tom on the uh, Tuesday night show, and it was clean. So Yay. all we need is just to get through one more show here with you know as few drops as possible, and we'll be golden. Yes, yeah, so this is the, the farewell show on the, the, the other farewell. computer. We That's can right. let the computer know how much we appreciate its service over the last uh podcasts right <laughs> oh absolutely oh it's been servicing for the last five years so you know it's been doing right? it for pretty much as almost as long as i've been doing the podcast <laughs> so yes thank you very much computer we really appreciate everything you've done we just need you to get through one more show with <laughs> as few problems as possible just a nice clean show okay yeah, i'll just pat you on the on the keyboard here okay yeah <laughs> i i say you're doing really well you got five years out of a laptop yeah that's true that is good i mean i kind of like postponed it a bit because i was trying to do everything i could to save it but you know sometimes you just have to go treat yourself to a new laptop yes that's true <laughs> good for you congratulations well, thank on you. Your, new, your new laptop that's wonderful <laughs> so what's going on i mean anything new since we talked yesterday well you know i was sitting here and i just thought of something that was like a, a little synchronicity i thought i'd mention. it's kind of funny in my um you had mentioned if I recall correctly, one of your cats is Harmony. Is that correct? Uh, yes, that's Harmony. Sorry, Harmony I, I, and Joy, I was, right? I, I was uh, wool gathering there, and I forgot about you know I had to talk. <laughs> but yes, Harmony, Harmony and Joy. Well, you said something about your cat, and you said she, and I was like, okay, that's Harmony, I think. Right. And I looked over, and I realized that this is funny. Um, let's see. About, I guess, three years ago in the summer, we were we were planting some stuff in the yard. So we were at the nursery and I had not owned an African violet in a long time, but I used to rescue them. There was a grocery store here that had a little um, segment, you know, a little shelf with plants on it. And it always had the most pitiful African violets. (laughs) And I would feel bad for them and I would buy them and bring them home and resurrect them and, and heal them up and they would be beautiful. And for whatever reason, sometimes I'd give them away. I just hadn't had one in a long time. And I saw this beautiful African violet at the nursery like three years ago. Little tiny one, you know, just a baby with with no flowers on it yet or one flower on it. And the flowers are pink and they sparkle. They almost look like you've poured glitter on them. I've never seen anything like it. They're gorgeous. So I bought this violet picked it up, I carried it around the nursery and it had one of those little plastic like tags that stick in it that tell you the name of the variety. Right. Okay. So the name of this particular violet is Harmony's Sparkling Money. Ooh, my goodness. And I was like, oh, it cracked me up because it's just a weird name. Right. But I thought, I said, how can I not buy this violet <laughs> with a name like this? So I brought it home. At one point, maybe two years ago, it had grown to where it was about 20 inches across and it had 18 blooms on it. I've never seen an African violet like this. It was just huge. Hmm. And then the blooms had died and then it had an accident. A book fell off a shelf on top of it oh, and no. broke it. And so I've been nursing it back to health and it's looking really good. And do you know, I just realized that 
about 10 days ago, it bloomed two violets right about the time we started doing money in the law of attraction. <laughs> that That's appropriate. Harmony's sparkling money. And I'm looking at it right now because it's in my office. And I thought, well, well, this is like a, a nod right from the universe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sure sounds like it. And, and plus, you know, it's also like thanking you for saving its life. You, you, There are some people who rescue animals. You rescue African violets. This is it. This is correct. Yes. So, so you know, it's, it's grateful. So I, I just, it made me smile thinking about the name of it in just coinciding with our book choice. I think that's, that's just funny. I love that's little cool. I like that. like that. Yeah, that's great. That's excellent. Some people call them God winks. God winks. I hadn't heard that one. There's actually, um, there's actually a book with that title, uh, maybe more than one, that's stories <laughs> of synchronicities. Oh, okay. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a fun book. It's, it's been around a, a long time. I read it years ago. <laughs> is, it, is it one word or is it two words, like God winks? You know, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's all right. I can't remember. I don't own the book, but someone had told me about it when I was having a discussion about synchronicities. And so I went and, and picked it up from the library and read it. And um, I'm actually just looking right now to see if I can find it. Is it one word or is it two? That's such a good question. <laughs> well, it's, you... it's, it's called When God Winks, ah. How the Power of Coincidence Guides Your Life. Oh, okay. All right. So but it's then three words. in parentheses, after it, it says the God Wink series and God Wink is one word. <laughs> hmm. So even the author doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking maybe that was a little bit of creative marketing, right? It's like, yeah, that you don't know be. how we're going to search for it. So we're so going to do it both it ways, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Well, great. Well, I mean, that that's a, a good a good win story. Any win is a good win story. I mean, anything that, that happens that good, obviously, is a good win story. But that's a good one. I like that one. I like the yeah. fact that my cat's I, name is in there. I just noticed too. it. Thank you, Harmony the Cat, for yep. jogging my memory. And there you go. <laughs> So that's great. I, I so have to you say, had a great, a, a great win with your uh, new computer, and new also computer. with a a great call last night. Yeah, yeah. The the show was very successful in terms of uh, the discussion that we had, and we had a lot of listeners too. We knew that people were lurking, just not calling in. So we figure, you know, one of these days, you know, one of these weeks when we're doing the Tuesday night podcast, someone's going to decide. You know what? I'm just going to give a call and talk to the guys. So it'll happen. I'm not sure when, but it'll happen. The main thing, though, it'll is happen. people are tuning in. I'm raising in. my hand. I have to be guilty of, like, lurking around before I join in a group or call oh, yeah. or whatever. Well, I think everybody right. does to one extent or another. Yeah. It's just part of, just you know, wanna... you're getting used to it, right? You're getting used to something that maybe you haven't listened to a lot or you just want to see how it's going to go or you're waiting for somebody else to be the first one or whatever. You know. That's it. That's so, it. We want to feel comfortable in whatever we're doing. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, I think so too. So that makes sense. So anyway, we are still on section two of, is it section two? I think it is. Section two of money and the law of attraction. I think and we're still in section one. I is think it section, section one? one is is on it section one? Okay. Time. Okay. Yeah. I, we're I, still in sec well, it's part one. Oh, it's part and one. So the way this book is written, it's got all these little sections. And so the section that we're in is, uh, it's still part one, and it's in the in the hardback copy or the paperback copy, the actual hard mm -hmm. copy. Right. It's page seventeen, um, 
I am the creator of my life experience. That's where we left off. And if you're just deciding that you want to follow along with us as we work our way through this Money and the Law of Attraction book, it's at Money and the Law of Attraction, Learning to Attract Wealth, Health, and Happiness, Esther and Jerry Hicks. And we are currently on I Am the Creator of My Life Experience. So the book is written in the way that has tiny little chapters, if you want to call them that, sections. Some of them are not even a full page. And so as we work through it, that's a way that you can catch up with us if you want to follow along, if you're just if you're just starting. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to lurk on a podcast on a Tuesday night, why not lurk on a book, you know? <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I must be an official lurker in my life in some areas. But, you know, I run a group and I noticed that somebody yesterday chimed in that I've never seen say anything in there before. I didn't recognize them. And I thought, OK, like I ha- once in a while have somebody tell me, oh, I've I've been reading your group for a long time. I oh, just my. never said anything. Right. Yeah. So I'm always conscious of, oh, there's a lot of people listening that sure. are calling in and they will. Oh, of course. And they will. we'll and be glad when they do. Learning- they're learning from the people that do, of course. Of course. <laughs> so, so we finished up yesterday with the idea of pivoting. Right. Pivoting from focusing on what we don't want to recognizing what we do want. I'm just curious, as you went through the day yesterday, did that come up for you at all? Yeah, actually it did now that I think about it. It's part of the way that I ended up deciding to buy the new laptop. <laughs> Seriously, it did. He said, I don't want this old computer anymore. I, what do I want? I want a new laptop. It, it, yes. I, I reached that breaking point you know, where I just was getting so frustrated with what was going on. I said to myself, oh, and to make this, – this is what it's really kind of synchronistic, if you will. Um, the day before, Wendy had been telling a story about how she had bought a new um, – I think it was a new washing machine or a new refrigerator or something like that. I can't remember which one it was, but she had perfectly good ones before. I think she actually bought both now that I think about it. But uh, she had perfectly good appliances, but they were getting old and they were starting to show signs of wear and the refrigerator every once in a while would leak water and, and stuff like that. And she said, you know what? I don't have to wait. I can, I can just get new ones now. I don't have to wait for them to, to die because that's what I've always done. I've waited for them to die, but I don't have to do that. I said, absolutely. You, know, you, you can actually treat yourself to having new stuff. You don't have to wait around like that. Well, I had said that the previous day, and here I am the next day trying to get the last bit of life out of a laptop. I'm saying, wait a minute, Walt. What you, listen to your own advice. <laughs> Go out and buy the darn thing. You know, stop putting yourself through all the, the pressures and so forth. And as I said that, it, it occurred to me, I've been working on trying to make this laptop work properly, work the way I need it to for months now. I wonder how much productivity I've lost just because I insisted on not going out and getting a new laptop or fixing the old one because I knew how to do it. <laughs> I'm just, oh, I'm sitting here with my jaw dropped open with having this kind of aha moment about, oh my goodness, how often do we do that? How often do we wait for something to die, so to speak, before we replace it? Even with the thought of like, oh my gosh, I wonder how long this is going to last. How long can I get, you know, like you said, you're nursing it along, trying to get it. Oh, wow. I think we do that a lot. We do. Yeah. And I, so what does that say? There's all kinds of nuances <laughs> in that in that idea, right? Messages about what's going on in our head because... Well, not the least of which where money and the law of attraction is concerned, 
it's like, oh, I got to pinch pennies because I can't afford anything, which ensures that I will continue to pinch pennies until I change that mindset. So right. I changed the mindset. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like if if the default, because we talked about the default, um, one of the subtitles in one of the podcasts that we've done recently was about the default, you know, our default. I'm looking for it quickly, but I don't see it. But it's in the past, you know, 10 pages about how we we just always default to what's, you know, automatic for us. And that feels like one of those things where something starts to not function properly, but it's still working. Like it's still like you, you even said it when you said she had appliances that were perfectly fine, but like it's perfectly fine, but the refrigerator's leaking water. Well, that's you not, know, that's not exactly perfectly fine, but we talk ourselves into it. <laughs> right. We go, well, it's okay. I mean, it's, it's not that bad. And we just keep on holding on to it and holding on and then maybe get into the mindset of, Oh, like how long is, I hope this thing will make it until right. One more podcast or whatever, or like one more, one more week, one more load of laundry. And I understand that because sometimes it's going to be a, feel like a financial hardship to, to replace it. But the truth is we are going to end up having to replace it. So why don't, so why don't we say, huh, I'd like to have a new one. Well, I'm also thinking of when we have something and it is still I'm making air quotes, but it is still perfectly fine, right? right? Maybe it's maybe the fridge is not leaking water, but but we want a new one. Yeah. I mean, just because it's getting old. You know, if we make the decision then, then we have a perfectly fine one that we can sell to someone who needs it or give it away or donate it or whatever. And we're not dealing with something that's completely broken down. <laughs> no one wants it, right? We've struggled with it all this time and it's right. broken down now. So that's another aspect of it. But wow, that really kind of uh, uh, made me think, well, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that, but that's a, an eye-opening idea. It I is. don't have to wait. That's I don't have right. to wait for these things to completely break down and be useless until I replace them. <laughs> Unless they're African that- violets because they're not useless. Oh my goodness! You should have seen some of the ones I rescued. But uh, <laughs> anyway, okay. So, so today, I am the creator of my life experience, and I'm glad to know that we both had a pivot moment yesterday. Mm. That's that's great. After talking about what it, right? We wanted, what we want to do as we work our way through these ideas is to put them into practice. To apply so. them, yeah, absolutely. All right. So you are the creator of your own life experience. And as the creator of your experience, it is important to understand that it's not by virtue of your action, not by virtue of your doing, it's not even by virtue of what you are saying that you are creating. You are creating by virtue of the thought that you are offering. Hmm. Okay, so it's not by virtue of action or doing or not even but why what we're saying, but we are creating by virtue of the thought that we are offering. You cannot speak or offer action without thought vibration occurring at the same time. However, you are often offering a thought vibration without offering words or action. Children or babies learn to mimic the vibration of the adults who surround them long before they learn to mimic their words. Every thought that you think, 
has its own vibrational frequency. Each thought that you offer, whether it has come to you out of your memory, whether it's an influence from another, or whether it's a thought that has become the combination of something you have been thinking and something that another has been thinking, every thought that you are pondering in your now is vibrating at a very personal frequency. And by the power, by the powerful law of attraction, the essence of that which is like unto itself is drawn. That thought is now attracting another thought that is its vibrational match. And now these combined thoughts are vibrating at a frequency that is higher than the thought that came before. And they will now, by the law of attraction, attract another and another and another until eventually the thoughts will be powerful enough to attract a real-life situation or manifestation. All people, circumstances, events, and situations are attracted to you by the power of the thoughts that you are thinking. Once you understand that you are literally thinking or vibrating things into being, you may discover a new resolve within you to more deliberately direct your own thoughts. So, Walt, something occurred to me while I was reading that. Because I am sort of fascinated with this idea of thoughts, of one thought attracting another thought. Mm -hmm. And another and another. And I was thinking about yesterday on the podcast. So yesterday, Tuesday, we were talking about the walk you took on Monday Mm -hmm. or over the weekend. But I know you were saying that you were out walking for an hour and you were focusing on visualizing the success you wanted to see with the podcast. Right. And that you were actually thinking of details and they were snowballing into one more detail and one more thought. That reminds me of what this just described. Yeah, because that, that, that's, how, that's how it works, isn't it? The, the fact is that everything is about thoughts. I, I actually was uh, drawn to two particular things that you read in that section. The first was, and, and you stopped after it and, and really emphasized it. It's not about doing or saying. Uh, you're creating through the thoughts. And we often talk about that, how you, know, you, you attract whatever you're thinking about, whatever you're doing, whatever you're talking about, whatever events going on, all that kind of stuff. But it's really just the thought. It's the thought mm-hmm. of, of, the, of the thing that you're talking about. It's the thought of the thing that you're involved in. It's the, the, thought, the, the, the thought of the action that you're doing. It's the thought of the conversation that you had. It's the thought that's actually doing it. So that, that's like a really important thing from where I'm sitting because when we realize it's the thought, then any action that we are involved in, whether it's something we like or we don't like, we can turn the thought of it around. And the thought becomes a positive vibration, even if we're not crazy about the thing we're doing. Well, and that reminds me of you saying that the thing that really caused you to want to do the mirror work was the idea that when Jack Canfield did it for 30 days or 40 days in a row, that he completely lost the negative mental chatter. Right. And I'm like, that's what this is talking about is that we are taking control of what we're thinking about and the thoughts are what's creating everything. So... I think that's really, really powerful. It is. It's very powerful. The other thing that caught my attention, and it was a phrase that went by so fast you almost didn't even notice it. In fact, 
it went by so fast, and we, we heard the ambulance because that was my laptop falling over dead, and the ambulance had to come and, re- and rescue it. But <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, the uh, <laughs> I just had to say that. I'm sorry, I just had to throw that in. <laughs> but the phrase that we kind of slipped right past was your very personal frequency. Mm-hmm. I just underlined it in the in the physical copy because it kind of struck me too uh, as oh. <laughs> It's a personal, a very personal frequency. I mean, when I think of like something like a sound frequency, I don't think of it as like, well, middle C is my personal frequency. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what that says to me is that there are like bazillions of them. Yeah. Yeah. And and not only are there is something about frequencies that get modified and individualized just by having a person, a particular person think about them. Mm-hmm. That's that. I, I I don't even know how to begin to analyze that scientifically, but it's fascinating. It is fascinating, and so what we're offering is personal. <laughs> yeah, very personal, yeah. and and very individual. So, th- th- and this kind of ties into something that I've long felt to be a really fascinating concept. Um, Abraham, for instance, and many other teachers have taught us we are all one. We are all part of the same source energy. We are all part of the, the same zeitgeist or whatever you want to call it. Um, we're the same material, the same energy. We're, we're all that. So uh, when you talk about God, you're really talking about everything, all of the energy combined. Okay, easy enough concept. But by the same token, we're also individuals. We are both one and we are individuals. And this really emphasizes the individual side of it. I, I think it's one of those really fascinating, it's, it's not really a, a paradox, but it's not, it kind of seems like one, that we're both individuals and we're all part of the same global universal community if you will that's true that's a good point it's it's like two sides of the same coin Mm. and recognizing that there is a personal aspect to it gives us some power over you know what i'm saying it's like okay it does make a difference what i'm thinking it's it's personal so thinking about um all and one reminds me that let's take a second and tell everyone listening how they can subscribe and become one. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Nicely done. All of them. Then let's, let's tell them how they can become part of our group here and subscribe to our podcast. Absolutely, because you are all part of our audience, and, and in that sense, we're all one. But you're all individuals using individual devices, so you all individually need to subscribe. Because when you do, you get the advantage of having access to every single show that we do and to have a little thing that knocks on your phone and say, hey, there's another little show here from LOA Today to go listen to. So easy enough to do. You just go to the homepage at LOAToday.net, and there's instructions all over the place there on the page about how to subscribe. You just click one of the subscribe buttons. With an iPhone, it's really easy because you click and it just says, okay, do you want to add this as a news item or whatever? And you, you just follow all the defaults through and it just walks you through putting it into your podcast software that's built right into the phone. Real, real easy. On an Android-style phone, Motorola, Samsung, that kind of thing, it's not as easy, but it's still pretty darn easy. All you really have to do that's different is on an Android operating system phone, you have to install podcast software because it doesn't come by default with most of the manufacturers. But that's easy. You just go to the Play Store and do a search on podcasts. There's like oh, hundreds of podcast manager uh, apps that you can install. Many of them are free. 
Uh, Wendy recommends the one called Podcast Manager. So if you want to search on one, search on that one. Um, you just install it. And then once you install it, then do the search there for LOA Today, two words. And once that pops up, click the subscribe button and you're, you're golden. Um, you can also actually subscribe on other kinds of devices too, but obviously most people do it with uh, smartphones. And then once you have subscribed, share. We've got the social media icons also on the homepage at LOAToday.net and indeed on all the other pages for all the know the the past episodes we've done and, and various other blog posts and so forth so take advantage of that to send a note on facebook or instagram or you know on uh, uh linkedin or twitter or whatever your favorite social media uh application is send it out to your friends and say you know we've got this great thing going here i'm enjoying it it's it's been very positive very uplifting for me however you want to say it is up to you but you know put it out there because People, when they find the program, they like it and they stay and they keep listening. And the numbers are showing it. The numbers are increasing continuously. So subscribe and share. Awesome. You know, that whole idea of listening more and more, it reminds me of what we just read about one thought leading to another thought. Because whatever we're feeding ourselves, whatever we're reading, whatever we're listening to, whatever we're discussing with other people, that's going to affect our thinking and our thoughts. It does. And so, right? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So we're, we're at a, a little break and the, the title here is aligned thoughts are thoughts that feel good. Okay. Many people believe that there is more to their beingness than what is represented in their physical reality as the flesh, blood and bone person they know themselves to be. As people grapple with ways to label this larger part of themselves, they use words such as soul, source, or God. We refer to that larger, older, wiser part of you as your inner being, but the label that you choose to describe this eternal part of you is not important. What is extremely significant is that you understand that the larger you does and will eternally exist, and plays a very large part in the experience that you are living here on planet Earth. Every thought, word, or deed that you offer is played against the backdrop of that broader perspective. Indeed, the reason that in any moment of clearly knowing what you do not want, you emphatically then realize what it is that you do want, is because that larger part of you is giving its undivided attention to what you do want. All right, I want to stop there for a second and talk about that because just the idea that the higher, wiser, older, larger (laughs) part of myself that they refer to as my inner being, that that part of me is always focused on what I do want That's what this is saying, yes? Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It says, that part of me is giving its undivided attention to what I do want. So that's interesting. When we were speaking yesterday about people not knowing what they wanted, Mm -hmm. about saying, well, what do you want? Well, I don't know. I just know what I don't want. So that, that gives me the clue of why we're so out of alignment sometimes with that higher part of us. Sure. Because because that part is completely focused. It says, I love this, undivided attention. Right. 
on what we do want. And here we are. <laughs> we are totally not aligned with that when all we can think about is what we don't want. It's, a, okay. it's an amazing thing because we all do it. I've done it throughout most of my life, much to my chagrin, but I do. <laughs> I have, yeah, and I'm, I, I'm using mirror work to get rid of it. But, <laughs> but the fact is we tend to focus on the negative. We tend to focus on, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. And we forget to put at least as much, if not more, emphasis on, I want this instead. I want this instead. I want this instead. If we only did that, that much all by itself, we get into alignment just by doing that. I had that thought when you said it. I was like, wow, you know, if we just gave it as much time, yeah. if we just gave it as much airtime, we don't even have, we probably wouldn't even have to go over and above and try to give it our undivided attention, although that'd be great. But that would be. Just yeah. moving into the space where we were giving as much airtime in our head to what we do want as what we don't want, that in itself would probably bring us right in. Or at okay, least pretty let's... darn close, that's for sure. The other yeah. thought that goes along with it is that when we are when, when we are not really sure, you know, because we've talked about that. We talked about it yesterday, how sometimes we, we just don't, don't seem to come up with, well, what is it that I want? What, I don't know what I want, right? When we get into that space, Wendy points this out often, we can ask for it. We can say, mm -hmm. hey, inner being, what do I want? Give me some clue. I don't know what I want. Give me a clue what I want. And the inner being, of course, as we just read, already has a perfect idea of what it is we want. So then the inner being just tries to find some way to make it really clear to us. Here's what it is. Here's what, what it is. This is what's going to make us feel better. Yeah, that's one of the things that I've encouraged people to do before and myself as included. When, I, when I'm not sure about what, what it is that I want next or what I need to attract, I'll ask for information. It's right. Like, okay. I just asked the universe for information so that I, I can open my awareness to information that's out there. Okay. As you make a conscious effort to guide your thoughts day by day, more in the direction of what you do want, you will begin to feel better and better because the vibration that is activated by your improved feeling thought will be a closer match to the vibration of the larger non-physical part of you. Your desire to think thoughts that feel good will guide you into alignment with the broader perspective of your inner being. In fact, it is not possible for you to really feel good in any moment unless the thoughts you are thinking right now are a vibrational match to the thoughts of your inner being. For example, your inner being focuses upon your value when you identify some flaw in yourself, the negative emotion that you feel is about that vibrational discord or resistance. Your inner being chooses to focus only upon things about which it can feel love. And when you are focusing upon some aspect of someone or something that you abhor, you have focused yourself out of vibrational alignment with your inner being. Your inner being focuses only upon your success. When you choose to see something you are doing as a failure, you are out of alignment with the perspective of your inner being. I love this idea where it says you've focused yourself out of vibration <laughs> of alignment. Yeah. You have focused yourself 
out of vibrational alignment with your inner being. Well, I actually, think there's actually, plenty I don't of times like that I've focused myself <laughs> right out of alignment. I mean, it's I like it in one sense. And in another sense, I don't like it. I don't like doing that at all because it doesn't feel good. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. I just like the way they worded That's it. That's right. Yeah, exactly. I, I just want to go, hey, guy, you are like focusing yourself right out of alignment. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> we do it all the time. So it's an uh, I like moment. this idea. <laughs> Seeing my world through the eyes of source. By choosing better feeling thoughts and by speaking more of what you do want and less of what you do not want, you will gently tune yourself to the vibrational frequency of your broader, wiser inner being. To be in vibrational alignment with that broader perspective while living your own physical life experience is truly the best of all worlds because as you achieve vibrational alignment with that broader perspective, you then see your world from that broader perspective. To see your world through the eyes of source is truly the most spectacular view of life. For from that vibrational vantage point, you are in alignment with and therefore in the process of attracting only what you would consider to be the very best of your world. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's kind of interesting, don't you, that it says only what you would consider since we all have different preferences. Well, that's just it. Because we do have different preferences, it has to be what I would consider or what you would consider when you're looking at your own stuff. It, I mean, how could it be anything else? And yet that is part of the individuation. That's the part that, that makes us individuals, that marks us out as individuals because mm -hmm. we do have different preferences. And that's where the variety of the universe comes from. When you realize that we are all creators, that we all use the same creative power, and that it is our joint collective creative power that has created all this amazing stuff that's in our universe, then it's the individuation that makes it all different. And all, all the little variations happen because of the variations in the individuals. It's cool stuff. It is so cool. So the next section says Esther, or the next paragraph, Esther, the woman who translates the vibration of Abraham into the spoken or written word, does so by relaxing and deliberately allowing the vibration of her own being to raise until it harmonizes with the non-physical vibration of Abraham. She's been doing this for many years now, and it's become a very natural thing for her to do. She has long understood the advantage of aligning her vibration so that she could effectively translate our knowledge for other physical friends. But she had not really understood another wonderful benefit of that alignment until one beautiful spring morning when she walked down the driveway by herself to open the gate for her mate who would eventually follow in the automobile. As she stood there waiting, she gazed up into the sky and found it to be more beautiful than it had ever appeared before. It was rich in color, and the contrast of the brilliant blue sky and the strikingly white clouds was amazing to her. She could hear the sweet songs of birds that were so far away she could not see them, but their beautiful sound made her shiver with excitement as she heard them. They sounded as if they were right above her head or sitting on her shoulder, and then she became aware of many different delicious fragrances flowing from plants and flowers and earth moving in the wind and enveloping her. She felt alive and happy and in love with her beautiful world, and she said right out loud, 
there can never have been in all of the universe a more beautiful moment in time than this right here, right now. And then she said, Abraham, it is you, isn't it? And we smiled a very broad smile through her lips because she had caught us peeping through her eyes, hearing through her ears, smelling through her nose, feeling through her skin. Indeed, we said, we are enjoying the deliciousness of your physical world through your physical body. Those moments in your life when you feel absolute exhilaration are moments of complete alignment with the source within you. Those moments when you feel powerful attraction to an idea or keen interest are also moments of complete alignment. In fact, the better you feel, the more in alignment you are with your source, with who you really are. This alignment with your broader perspective will not only allow you faster achievement of the big things that you want in life, like wonderful relationships, satisfying careers, and the resources to do the things you really want to do, but this conscious alignment will enhance every moment of your day. As you tune yourself to the perspective of your inner being, your days will be filled with wonderful moments of clarity, satisfaction, and love. And that is truly the way you intended to live while here in this wonderful place, this wonderful time, and this wonderful body. I've been discovering the essence of this as I've been walking down my own path and, and doing my own development and deliberately learning how to be a conscious creator. Because it's true, as you move along, as you progress, as you get more and more consistently into that positive zone, so to speak, at least as you know, in my experience, as I've been doing that, things do taste better. Things do look better. They sound better. They feel better. Everything seems better than it did. And by a lot compared to where I was at, say, 10 years ago when I was first starting with all this stuff and thinking to myself, wow, this is such a depressing life. <laughs> well, uh. it, when it's depressing, everything seems grayer. It seems darker. It seems, uh, uh, it, it seems yuckier. <laughs> That's the technical term. It's yuckier. But when you get yourself, when, when, you, when you teach yourself, when you, when you kind of discipline yourself, when you, when you move yourself to learn how to be deliberate about what you're paying attention to and you do it over a long enough period of time, you begin to notice it. I begin to no I began to, to notice it after a few years. It took me a while before I even noticed it. My wife had to point it out to me before I noticed it. But since then, as I've been progressing, I'm noticing it faster and faster. So it's cool. You, you get this, this accelerated progression that goes on. At least that's what I had. I don't know what you've experienced in your life, but that's, that's been my experience of it, that it actually accelerates, that it, that it gets faster and faster and faster in terms of how much it's, it's improving. Well, what, what stood out to me reading this was when she was, you know, recognizing how blue the sky was, so to speak, and all the other things, the birds, and, you know, and it says that she said, there can never have been in all of the universe a more beautiful moment in time than this right here, right now. And that was like, I, I was thinking to myself, aha, that's what it is. It's that being present in the now. Yeah, that's true. And we've, they've already mentioned that a couple of times um, in, the, in the reading so far, but that present moment awareness, and you know, you were saying things tasted better, and, and it's like, I think part of that is that as we start to 
focus our thoughts. What it doesn't really even matter what we're focusing on. I mean, it's important, but I'm just saying that as we begin to try to focus our thoughts at all, we start becoming more aware. And like you said, that awareness, it, it expands and it comes faster and faster because we're getting better at it. It's kind of like riding a bicycle. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, as, actually, it is like riding a bicycle, isn't it? Now that I think yeah. about it. Because you start off slow on the bike and then you pedal and you pedal and you get faster and faster and faster. Yeah. Or you start off where you're uncertain and you're wobbly and you fall and you crash and you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you pick yourself up and keep going. And pretty soon it's like it gets easier and easier and you go faster and faster. In fact, the day comes pretty quickly where you say, okay, I'm done with the training wheels. Get them off. Right. Exactly. So I can deliberately choose to feel better. I love this. The reason that Esther was able to allow that fuller perspective of Abraham to flow through her, providing her with such a delicious experience was because she had begun that day by looking for reasons to feel good. She looked for the first thing to feel good about while she was still lying in her bed. And that good feeling thought attracted another and another and another and another and another until by the time she reached the gate, which was approximately two hours later, by virtue of her deliberate choice of thoughts, she had brought her vibrational frequency to a level that was close enough to matching that of her inner being that her inner being was able to easily interact with her. Not only does the thought you are choosing right now attract the next thought and the next and so on, it also provides the basis of your alignment with your inner being. As you consistently and deliberately think and speak more of what you do want and less of what you do not want, you will find yourself more often in alignment with the pure, positive essence of your own source. And under those conditions, your life will be extremely pleasing to you. That's this, a really powerful section. It is. And, and it, one of the thoughts that came to my mind as you were reading it is, I've noticed that there's a difference. It's a sizable difference between those times when I either am listening to someone else's thoughts, like I listen to an Abraham recording, right? I often do that every day. Um, mm -hmm. And comparing that to, say, um, repeating the same affirmation over and over again or repeating the same you know, little thing that you do every day over and over again compared to creating brand new thoughts. It struck me today, actually, as I was doing my mirror work, that the thoughts that I, I create there are actually quite a bit more powerful than the ones that I just listen to or the ones that I kind of repeat verbatim. And mm -hmm. I, I noticed that just in the context of what they were saying here, that it leads to more and more positive thoughts. So I'm, I was remembering when I woke up this morning, I wasn't in a bad mood or anything like that, but I wasn't feeling really great. I knew I had a lot of things I had to do. And then I went to do the mirror work. And from that point on, it was like a quantum leap in terms of the amount of, of positivity I was feeling, in terms of how good I was feeling. Whereas when I just listened to like an Abraham Rampage, I do get a small increase, but it's just not as mm -hmm. big. I don't know if you've noticed that, but I, I've noticed that in a big way, particularly today and over the last few days. That's really interesting. Um, yeah, I have noticed that. But the way you put it was striking because... <laughs> it's like you got to the mirror and everything changed, right? Yes. 
Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like that it said. Oh, and, and that... I got I got to mention too. It it didn't change while I was looking in the mirror. I don't want people to oh. like do a mirror exercise and say, okay, the mirror is when I feel the change. Well, wait a minute, I'm not feeling a change. Something's wrong. I don't actually feel the change until moments after doing the mirror work. Oh. And that that reminds me of what we just read about the thoughts building on each other. Right, right. And I, I think that we'll get here somewhere in this book, but I know in other Abraham books how they talk about uh, like a bit of lag time, right? Exactly, yeah. And I think that's what and, that is. It's that lag time. It takes a while to catch up. I mean, some things, if, if there's, it, it just comes down to how much resistance I'm having, right? If I have right. no resistance, it's instantaneous. I mean, like the time that uh, I told you the story about how I did Pam Grout's uh, first exercise in the E squared book, and I got an right. instant manifestation within like a split second. You know, I had no resistance on that one at all. But if I have resistance because I'm just not feeling great when I wake up, that's not necessarily something that's going to change instantaneously. It takes a little while. So, Well, I love the idea that this paragraph said she was looking for the first thing to feel good about while she was still lying in her bed because that's a habit that I've developed. And it's, it's what I do every day. When I wake up, um, I spend some time before I've even opened my eyes with – deliberately intending what I want the day to be like. And so I like the description of how she did it here. It's very interesting. Mm, you do the same thing. Yeah, I do the same thing. I um, might not be as good at it as Esther. <laughs> well, you're probably pretty good at it. You just don't have Abraham <laughs> peeking over your shoulder. But other than that, I'd say you're probably doing pretty well. That's true. Okay, the next section, I think this is going to be really important for a lot of us. Um, could illness be caused by negative emotion? Can I vote yes before you even read it? <laughs> no, sorry, mm -hmm. go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I vote yes, too. Um, Esther's experience at the gate was dramatically enhanced by her vibrational alignment with her source and therefore with absolute well-being. But it's also possible for you to experience the opposite of that enhanced experience if you are out of alignment with source and well-being, in other words, sickness or illness or lack of well-being occurs when you vibrationally disallow your alignment with well-being. Whenever you experienced negative emotion, fear, doubt, frustration, loneliness, and so on, that feeling of negative emotion was the result of your thinking a thought that did not vibrate at a frequency that was in harmony with your inner being. Through all of your life experiences, physical and non-physical, your inner being, or the total you, has evolved to a place of knowing. And so, whenever you are consciously focused upon a thought that does not harmonize with that which your inner being has come to know, the resultant feeling within you will be one of negative emotion. If you were to sit on your foot and cut off the circulation of the flow of blood, or if you were to put a tourniquet around your neck and restrict the flow of oxygen, you would feel immediate evidence of the restriction. And in like manner, when you think thoughts that are not in harmony with the thoughts of your inner being, the flow of life force or energy that comes into your physical body is stifled or restricted. And the result of that restriction is that you feel negative emotion. When you allow that negative emotion to continue over a long period of time, 
you often experience deterioration of your physical body. Remember, every subject is really two subjects, what is wanted or lack of what is wanted. It's like picking up a stick with two ends. One end represents what you do want. The other end represents what you do not want. So the stick called physical well-being has wellness on one end and illness on the other. However, people do not experience illness only because they are looking at the negative end of the physical well-being stick, but because they have been looking at the I know what I don't want end of many, many sticks. Yes. When your chronic attention is upon things you do not want, while the chronic attention of your inner being is upon the things that you do want, over time, you cause a vibrational separation between you and your inner being. And that is what all illness is, separation caused by your choice of thoughts between you and your inner being. Wouldn't wow. It be, wouldn't it be great if uh, medical science actually adopted that as its, its credo? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I actually think that more and more we are finding doctors and people in the medical world that are that are understanding this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is definitely picking up. More and more people are saying, you know, alternative is, is more than what we've been, been allowing through our medical research. And, and recognizing that, yes, our, our emotional health is, you know, we're holistic. We're not parts. We're, we're holistic. So everything affects everything else. And our emotions affect our physical body. And so I love this. Um, I, that, that cracks me up. The, um, the stick called physical well-being. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's a good okay, little so, metaphor that they've come up with there. It's, and it's a useful one. Um, it also reminds me of a conversation I've been having on Facebook with a woman. I believe she's a relatively young woman who is an ex-Muslim. You don't hear that too often. But uh, she has basically abandoned Islam because she doesn't like she, she likes large portions of the teaching, but she's also come to realize that there were aspects of Muhammad's life that were kind of out of alignment with what he was teaching, and she didn't like that too much. And she's been really, really strong on the idea that the teacher needs to be in perfect alignment with whatever it is they're teaching. Um, and I, I've been trying to dissuade her a little bit because you don't want to go too far down that road because the moment somebody makes a mistake is the moment you reject them as the teacher, even if they've got something good going on. Yeah. And we're all just learning. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's, um, that's can be a trap that we fall into because we have to recognize that we're all just beginners (laughs) and we're all doing the best that we can. And some of us make really, really bad mistakes. I mean, I, I gave some uh, examples from famous historical figures, Thomas Jefferson. He wrote that uh, all of us are created equal. And then he inherited 100 slaves through his wife's dowry and purchased a whole bunch more slaves throughout his lifetime and only freed about a half dozen upon his death, which is in clear contradiction of what he was saying. You know, so right. should we reject the idea that all are created equal because Thomas Jefferson had slaves? You, know, you really can't go that way. It becomes too crazy because then you start rejecting every good idea in existence because it's tied to somebody who did something that was in contradiction to it. Yeah, no, it's 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 a trap. 
<laughs> it really is. But there's yeah, also there's also validity though. There there is validity in the idea that we want to be careful about who it is we're following and in what way oh, we're following yes. them. That is a very valid concept. Um, so I, I'm finding this this conversation with her to be quite interesting for that reason. And we also it's also a valid concept that that we want to um, walk what what we're talking right. We we oh, want yeah. to live out what we are feeling you know, strong beliefs about, but, you know, beliefs can change. And sometimes we have to also give ourselves the permission to let our mind expand and let our understanding of things expand as well. And so as we do that, you know, sometimes our beliefs, one thing we believed, you know, maybe many things we believed just a short time ago, suddenly we're like, oh, I really believe that. And now I'm not sure that I do. So as we go through life and we adopt, you know, new understanding and new beliefs, we want to be sure that we are walking in integrity with the things that we say we believe uh, and also still being compassionate and understanding that everyone's doing the best they can. And I'm not going to just throw out everything you've taught just because I realize that in some area of your life, you haven't walked in integrity, right? Exactly. Because we're all just beginners. <laughs> and that was a phrase that she used. She, she has numerous occasions. She's used the phrase walking the talk. So she's like right mm -hmm. in alignment with what you're talking about there. Um, but you're yeah. right. You can't just throw it all out. You just, you, you have to be selective. And, and uh, by the way, I, I want to make a note about something. I haven't been able to confirm this yet. So this is a little bit speculative at this point. But she was complaining about a particular group, I won't name the group, on Facebook, where she said it was a bunch of people who claimed to be following Abraham who were justifying pedophilia. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, I've never heard of that. I can't rule out that they've been doing it. And she's, she's given me the name of the group. I asked her, can you give me like a URL to the, um, the particular discussion that you saw? But it just goes to prove, let's assume that for the sake of discussion it's true. It's quite possible that there is somebody who claims to be a follower of Abraham or maybe even a group who claim to be followers of Abraham who might you know, try to find a way to justify something as abhorrent as that. But does that mean we should just reject Abraham and the teachings of Abraham because there are some bad followers? No, I think this is where our own discernment has to come into play. I agree. Right? Yeah. And our own connection to what our inner being is telling us uh, is right or is, uh, you know, in alignment. Exactly. So there is, there is a place where we can be discerning and we can understand um, by what our own being is telling us. It's kind of like that gut instinct. It is. I mean, there's a time when you hear something and you say, no, <laughs> I'm not in agreement because I can feel in my body that this is not in alignment with who I am. And sometimes it's right. really, really obvious, too. You don't have to right? think twice about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, let's see. I'm watching the clock here, and I think we can read this next section. Yeah, we've got a few minutes. It's going to tie in to what we learned yesterday. That's right. And today. So pivot from feeling bad to feeling good. And we just talked about our body feeling bad. So I'm really interested in hearing this part. Everyone wants to feel good, but most people believe that everything around them needs to be pleasing to them before they can feel good. In fact, most people feel the way they do in any moment in time because of something they are observing. If what they are observing pleases them, they feel good. 
But if what they are observing does not please them, they feel bad. Most people feel quite powerless about consistently feeling good because they believe that in order to feel good, the conditions around them must change. But they also believe that they do not have the power to change many of the conditions. However, once you understand that every subject really is two subjects, what is wanted and lack of it, you can learn to see more of the positive aspects of whatever you are giving your attention to. That really is all that the process of pivoting is, deliberately looking for a more positive way, a better feeling way to approach whatever you are giving your attention to. When you're facing an unwanted condition and are therefore feeling bad, if you will deliberately say, I know what I do not want. What is it that I do want? The vibration of your being, which is affected by your point of focus, will shift slightly, causing your point of attraction to shift also. This is the way that you begin telling a different story about your life. Rather than saying, I never have enough money, you say instead, I'm looking forward to having more money. That's a very different story, a very different vibration, and a very different feeling, which will in time bring you a very different result. As you continue to ask yourself from your ever-changing vantage point, what is it that I do want? Eventually, you will be standing in a very pleasing place where you cannot continually ask yourself what it is that you do want without your point of attraction beginning to shift in that direction. The process will be gradual, but your continued application of the process will yield wonderful results in only a few days. In only a few days. Wow. <laughs> I kind of got excited when I got to that part. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. In only a few days. That's, that's great. I'm going to definitely increase my focus on what I do want. Mm. Yeah. They, they give us Even lots of motivation for that, don't they? They give us a yeah. lot of motivation to just you know keep focusing and, and practice focusing and get better at focusing because, yeah. wow, change in a few days, that, that's, oh, I, I, that's the part I need to actually build my belief on. <laughs> um, right. I also noticed, too, they, they actively and directly said what we uh, inferred earlier, which is if you will deliberately say, I know what I do want, do not want, what is it that I do want? They actually said right there, Ask what it is that you do want. Act, yeah. Actively ask the question, they said. Yeah, which means ask the question. you're asking yourself, really. You're asking your inner being. And just keep yeah. asking. Yeah. And listening, too. Listening is also good. Yes. <laughs> that, that's something Wendy and I talked about yesterday, how easy it is to miss signals. <laughs> you that's why be it's important attention. to take some time to get quiet. I mean, it doesn't have to be hours a day, you know, yeah. but just the time to get quiet and check in with yourself. Definitely. Although I, I also have to say that there is some reassurance because I've noticed that um, I sometimes act on inner signals and I didn't realize they were inner signals. So there's a part of me that's just doing it automatically anyway, which is reassuring. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're meant to do that. We are. We're actually also out of time, unfortunately. <laughs> like completely out of time. So we have to draw a line here. Cindy, it's been great. Let's do it again next week. Let's do it next week. All right. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone.